The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome to The Career Confidant. This is your host, Marie Zimanoff. And if it's afternoon or morning or wherever you are, I hope that things are going well for you and that you're tuning in today because you're thinking about the future of your career and where you want to go and how you want to be in charge of that because that's why we're here, to give you the tools and resources that you need to move forward in your career, whether you're unemployed, employed, or anywhere in between. So we've gone through a lot in this show and we've talked about job search strategies, we've talked about career advancement, we've even talked a little bit about building your own business, and today I want to talk about a topic that applies to all of those things, which is great. Today I want to talk a little bit about online branding, if you will, and the opportunities that exist for you to market yourself, to share information to become visible in your market, in your industry. And really, these ideas apply to any professional, whether you're using these ideas to build a business or you're using them to stay in front of people so that you can get a job when you want one, maybe so that you can get a promotion, or, of course, if you're unemployed funny thing about all of these things is that they work better when you're not unemployed, right? They work better when you can share and and build relationships in a way that is more natural than sometimes we get to do when we're unemployed and we need to move quickly. Of course, all of them will work while you're unemployed as well. So let's talk a little bit about some of the technologies that are at your disposal and how you might use them as a career professional to improve your career. The first one, and we've talked about it quite a bit on this show, is is LinkedIn. And LinkedIn is transitioning a little bit, right? LinkedIn is the number one place recruiters go, but they're also starting to go a lot of other places that we'll talk about because it's so busy. Now, what that means for you is that really no matter why you might want to be on LinkedIn, you do want to be there, right? Even if it's not necessarily a place that recruiters in your industry connect with people, or even if you're doing like business to consumer type of sales, LinkedIn is still one of the main places that people look to see more about you 
especially in a business-to-business world, definitely in a hiring world, and even in the business-to-consumer world, depending on what you do. But most of all, LinkedIn is in love with Google. And when I Google your name, your LinkedIn profile is highly likely to show up towards the top, if not at the top, of those results. And if I click on your LinkedIn profile and there's nothing there, eh, it's just one piece of research that doesn't go so well for me, right? Data shows that we'll look about nine places to find information about somebody before we decide to do business with them, hire them, whatever that might be. And so it may not kill you if there's nothing in your LinkedIn profile, but it's definitely not helping you the way it could be either. LinkedIn will help you fill out your profile by uploading your resume. Please, please, please don't do that, right? LinkedIn is a social medium. And as we've talked about many times on this show, the content there should be social. This is maybe one of the the first places that we'll talk about your bio, right? Your biography, your about me page. And if you have a website and you're in business, you always have an about me page, right? About us, about the company. Your LinkedIn page should really just be about you. If you run a company, you can mix the company in there, but I'm not fond of the LinkedIn summaries that speaks solely to a business, right? Because the page isn't about a business, it's about you. So tell me your story. Of course, you can leave the business in there, but there's a whole 1,500 characters devoted to your current experience, which would be your current business, in the experience section. So make that summary about you. Consider it your kind of about me page. It should be first person. Some people do choose to do their in third, theirs in third person. And that can be fitting if you're a high-level CEO, CFO, and you tend to have a very formal presence. Using that third person will show that formal presence on LinkedIn. May or may not be the best thing to do, but if that's your brand, go with it. First person for most of us is going to be the best for our about me pages, LinkedIn being one of them. Now, you have these kind of static places where you can share the information about you. LinkedIn is one of them. It's kind of like your personal website, if you want it to be. It can be fairly static. It's nice if it has some dynamic content on it in terms of you sharing posts on LinkedIn. These do not need to be any what personal. In fact, they probably shouldn't be. You are sharing articles that are aligned with your brand. Ideas, they don't have to be your own articles, your own blogs, but they can be. News articles, trends, research, all great posts on LinkedIn. You don't need to post that often but it is nice when you do post and keep people fresh on your page, keep people looking at your page and keep some new content coming up on your page will help with your search rankings, of course. Now, there are other ways that you can build somewhat of an online website, right? You can do an about.me page. It's a little less 
professional, maybe, if you want it to be. It's a page where people can go and find out about you. It lets you link all of your social mediums to that page. It can be a great page for a, an email signature, some of those things, if you aren't wanting to use LinkedIn or if you want to use it in addition to LinkedIn. But you can hook your Twitter, Facebook, company, website, all of those pages right to an about.me page. Same thing, you want it to be social, you want it to be first person, you can use pictures on about.me that are a little bigger than what you can use in LinkedIn, and you always do want some kind of a picture. In LinkedIn, it should be you, right? It should be the snapshot that, as Joshua Waldman would say, it looks like what I would see sitting across from you at a networking meeting. Preferably what I would see sitting across from you today at a networking meeting, not 10 years ago or 15 years ago. And yes, those of you that have the 1980s pictures on your LinkedIn profile, it's very obvious that it's from the 80s and doesn't do much for your brand. Unless you're trying to be funny, which someone who just recently connected with me um, obviously is a comedian and trying to be funny, but I would still prefer a picture of what you look like today. Again, so that if I saw you at a networking event, I would know right away who you are because I've seen that picture on LinkedIn. That's the whole purpose of these bio types of pages, right? Be it LinkedIn, about.me, or your one of your other options, brand branded.me. Branded.me pulls your information from LinkedIn. You can build a website. It's a little bit more visual. Um, for me, it doesn't do much for you that LinkedIn doesn't do. I'm not quite sure why you would put the extra effort into doing something additional. I'd rather you put your effort into LinkedIn, where people are already actively searching for you, where you can know your relationship to people and they can connect with you and all those things. But if you're thinking about a visual web presence, branded.me might be an option. Of course, you can always also use any kind of website platform to build your own website for yourself. Might be WordPress, might be Wix, might be Weebly. All of those have a free website option. Brand can be a, a blogging option as well, but you can connect to those things so that you can start building your own presence. Those things might be particularly important if you have some negative news out there about you and want to put some of the more positive things up at the top. Or they might be important if you are thinking about doing some of the other things we're going to talk about today in terms of getting your brand out there and ways that you can proactively build a following building your own personal website will help you do some of those things that we're going to talk about today. Again, I'd go with something that's free. Uh, I'd go with something that, that's visual. If you feel like you need to go beyond LinkedIn, I'd be fairly clear about why you're doing that, whether it's for blogging, whether it's for being able to post more information, or some of you, it may be because your LinkedIn brand needs to stay one direction in terms of maybe you're currently employed and you don't want your LinkedIn brand to be so busy. And so building another site like an about.me, branded.me, 
or even a, a website service can be a good option. Visual CV is also still around, still out there. I've got a few clients who have used that in the past to build this kind of visual resume. Again, like any company, when we build that kind of a website, we have to push people to it. And so you've got to be clear about what you're going to do that will push people to that site versus, again, LinkedIn, where it's a little bit more people might find you because they're doing research there. They're looking at companies. They're looking at who knows who on that LinkedIn site. And of course, a a link to a website from LinkedIn can be great, but it's not a proactive push for someone to this site. So before you spend a lot of time and energy building another site, just make sure that you know how you're going to push people to that site. Kind of thinking like a business, right? A business that would develop a a website. Not going to get much business out of that website unless people are actually going there. And that requires some kind of proactive marketing. Now, you as a career person have a lot of proactive marketing tools at your fingertips, which is what we're going to talk about for the rest of our time today. How can you do proactive things that help get people to a site like what we're talking about? Now, one little caveat before we go to break and come back and talk about all these things you can do. I've seen eyes glaze over when I start this conversation. And I've seen people who aren't employed looking at me like I'm crazy. Because what we're going to talk about is similar to running a business. It's similar to marketing like you would a business, which means it does take time, effort, but usually not that much money, which we know us as individuals and us as maybe even small, small business owners don't have a lot of or don't want to spend on this kind of endeavor. So yes, these things are for the most part free, but they do require some kind of effort. And just maybe a little bit of a reality check here for you, especially if you're unemployed or if you're employed, but thinking you want something better, it's going to take some effort, right? The market is crowded. Things are are happening. If you want to get what you want out of your career, right? Here are some tools. We're going to talk about some ways that you can do these things. And it it may take more effort than we're used to in the past where submitting a resume or maybe even we just got selected by someone above us to move up. And that's kind of not how it works anymore as we talked about with Deborah Feldman a couple of weeks ago, right? That, That moving up usually means moving out, which means we're going to have to build a network out And we're going to have to do some of these other things. So we're going to take a short break, come back in just a few minutes and talk about some of the other technologies and opportunities that are available to you if you want to get noticed out there in the big wide career world. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. 
You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Game-changing technologies and strategies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive. They shake up your status quo. They get you thinking about new ways to scale, compete, and grow. They move you in amazing new directions. You're invited to take your coffee break with Game Changers on Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern for our special series on Industry Cloud Trends. Join us to learn about the next wave of industry-specific solutions moving into the cloud. Industry Cloud Trends with Game Changers, presented by SAP on the Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. This is your host, Marie Zimanov, And today we're talking about the opportunities that exist for you if you're looking to move up in your career and thinking about how you might do that in the virtual world in some way. Now, I mentioned as we were going to break the conversation that we had a couple of weeks ago with Deborah Feldman, and if you missed that show, go back to it. She was awesome. Thinking about how you move up today. How do you move around in your career? And it's changed, right? There aren't any people leaving the workforce yet. It keeps threatening to happen, but it just hasn't seemed to happen yet. And so we get stuck in this time where people who want to move up end up having to move out. Some of that is, is this kind of lack of movement in the upper stratosphere of big companies. And some of it is culture. Uh, our companies culture seems to be a little bit that we value more outside expertise than inside. Of course, that's not going to be everywhere. Um, If you happen to be in a company that really does promote from within, count yourself lucky, right? But a lot of us today are thinking about how we can move up, knowing that that means we've got to move out. And how do we do that? Well, nothing's really new in the world of career advancement and job search, right? It is still who knows you. Yes, who you know, but really who knows you and who likes you and who trusts you and all of those things, right? And so if you're going to have to move up by moving out, you'll need people in other companies to know you, right? It's not going to be enough for you to just have this great reputation within your own company. You're going to have to expand that industry wide, maybe, 
whatever, whatever that looks like for you, how will people in the companies that you want to work in, the companies that would hire you to move up, how will they know you? Relationships, right? And you can build those relationships in a lot of face-to-face ways, presenting at conferences, staying in touch with people in your industry, staying in touch with people that you used to work with, going and networking at industry trainings, whatever it might be that helps you build these face-to-face relationships. Then there are all of these virtual ways that you can build and maintain those relationships, right? And they go so far beyond what we're used to in job search, right? We're used to in job search that maybe I've got a few relationships internally and that helps me move up or I've got a few relationships externally and that helps me move up. Still might. And the competition is such that we may need to have more of those relationships than we used to. And some of us just aren't having used to having them at all, so that's going to be a shift. We've got to figure out how to use all of these technologies for that purpose, right? It's really nothing new. It's just new ways of doing it. And so we have our resume. We have all these great written things about us and maybe even our written LinkedIn profile. But again, just like a business None of those are doing anything for us unless we're figuring out how to proactively get people to read them, right? And, and so we've, we're thinking about how to use these technologies to build our network. That's, that's, really, that's really it, right? To build our visibility, which might then start some new relationships, which might then lead to something. Even a recruiter finding you on LinkedIn is just the start to that relationship. Then we all have to worry about maintaining that relationship until they have something that fits for us. How are we going to do that? How are we going to catch their attention in the first place? All of those pieces come into understanding how to use these technologies. So let's talk about a few of the other technologies that you may want to use to catch these attentions and to build these relationships. So lots of people are talking about blogging, right? And and now you can post on LinkedIn through LinkedIn's publisher tool. And is that a proactive push to your site? Not necessarily, unless you're pushing, pushing it out in some other ways. However, it does allow people to build a relationship with you, right? This is why businesses blog, because it's a free way for people to understand what your expertise is and for people to kind of start to build a relationship with you. And they don't even have to tell you that, that they're doing it, right? They don't even have to tell you that they're reading your blog or your, your pulse on LinkedIn, but that they are starting to get a picture of who you are. Or if I'm a recruiter and I find your page, and I'm more likely to find it because you are posting and increasing your keyword density, But I find your page, I can look at your posts to understand a little bit more about who you are before I have to connect with you. It's it's a screening tool, right? It's a in some ways a relationship building tool because it's all about you sharing what's important to you, you sharing your expertise in a in your voice. That's a blog, 
right? Now, a lot of people don't necessarily want to blog. And so, commenting on other industry blogs can also help this part of your brand. Now, this is going to be best done when it's very specific. If you're in the energy industry, you know, you're, you're commenting on well-known energy blogs or maybe guest blogging for a blog in the industry instead of starting your own. All of those can be great ways to get the same value, if you will, without having to start and maintain your own blog. Then we get to this idea of, all right, maybe you don't want to blog, not a writer, don't have time to write, whatever that is for you. There are new ways coming about all the time for you to do other things. So we might do a podcast, right? That's what you're listening to here. And it's open. There's opportunity for you to do a podcast for yourself. There are new technologies coming up all the time. One of the newer ones is is called Blab. Haven't used it yet. Go out there and check it out and we'll learn it together. But it's an opportunity for you to share your thoughts verbally recorded podcast in a way that works for you. I'd recommend that you do something 30 minutes or less, right? If you're just getting started, you're thinking about putting out your expertise in some kind of a podcast. Then, of course, it comes back to how are you going to get people to see this? Where are you going to post it? Um, You could create short little intros and, and put the links to your podcasts on LinkedIn, put them on your website, whatever that might look like. Just get your expertise out there. You also might do SlideShare, right? LinkedIn has partnered with SlideShare, makes it very easy for you to get more content on LinkedIn, be able to share it there. Now, these SlideShares don't have to be very long. They don't have to be intense in content, right? It's a, it's a PowerPoint presentation. And you want to think about how you could capitalize on, repurpose things that you're doing for work, right? Yes, some things are proprietary, but a lot of things aren't, especially if you're marketing your company. Is there a way you could distill it down to a PowerPoint presentation that you could share that would help the company and would demonstrate your expertise, right? These are win-wins for you and the company, which a lot of companies are looking at, especially in terms of LinkedIn, because it helps build their company brand on LinkedIn when you're doing these things. So slide shares can be great opportunities, build a PowerPoint or take a PowerPoint you've already created, cut it down to size and post it there on SlideShare to share your expertise. Video. Lots of people are afraid of video, right? But videos can be so powerful. I'm not in favor necessarily of a video resume. I would prefer that you start to create video content that again, in some way adds value and demonstrates your expertise. So these might be two to three minute videos and, you know, actually like one and a half to two minutes is a great length for a video might surprise you, but that gives you an opportunity to share your expertise on something. Just went to a conference, share your key takeaways. Um, Just got done making a presentation, share your key takeaways. 
eh, some people call it a vlog, right? Video blog and let's be all creative. But it's really just an opportunity for you to share your expertise in a different way. Yes, you can have your face up there. You could also have a, a slide show presentation with a voiceover. There's a lot of opportunities on video that don't necessarily have to be your face if that's part of what's keeping you from doing it. It's that people want to listen without having to read. So if you do a slide share that, those visuals should be very clean and, and not a lot of words, right? Words are what you're saying. And really, it's just that opportunity for you to get that information out in a different way. You might have written white papers. There's a lot of other content that you might have already created that you can think about how to use for yourself. And we're going to talk about that um, here after we get back from break. But the idea here is that you might actually have created content you're not thinking about. And, you know, in the words of William Aruda, we want to encourage you to be lazy, right? Think about how you can use things you've already done to promote yourself, your company, your brand, and to start building those relationships within your industry or the companies that you'd like to be working in. First, there's got to be some kind of content that you can share, and those are some ways that you can create your own content. When we come back, we're going to talk about all the different ways that you can share this content, and of course, all of those ways that you can share content will apply to things that you didn't write which has immense value for you in sharing things that you didn't write just as much as the things that you have written, videoed, podcasted, whatever that might be. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes and talk about how you can start getting your expertise out into the world. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Effective leadership is what will propel the world, organizations, and businesses through a range of dynamic changes. How do you keep up with these changes, build skills, and lead effectively? Listen for Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we have been talking about ways to get your brand out there. How can you build visibility knowing that, again, to move up probably is going to mean that we have to move out. There's all these tools available to you that we've been talking about, right? You can blog, you can video, you can podcast, you can share your your expertise in slide shares and white papers, hopefully things that you've already done. How can you leverage those? So after you've created content or if you've got content that other people are sending to you that you can share, there are a lot of ways that you can share it. Now, of course, these these things are, are all the next step in kind of that relationship building, right? We've been talking about, and we talked about a few weeks ago with Deborah Feldman, this idea of creating relationships is not new, but it's all these new technologies that allow you the opportunity to do that. And so after you've kind of identified people that you'd like to stay in touch with, hopefully you've connected with them on LinkedIn, you're following them on Twitter, whatever mediums there are that you want to use, we've got to start making those connections. And part of making those connections will be sharing some of this content that you are either writing or sharing from others. So when we think about how we can share that content, today a lot of that can be done using some of these social media media channels, right? We talked a little bit about blogging. And of course, you can create your own blog on a website like using WordPress or Wix or Weebly, or you can blog through LinkedIn's publisher tool that will allow you to, again, share that expertise in a format that other people can see easily that can help you build your reputation. But even kind of posting a blog or posting on LinkedIn doesn't necessarily mean that that people are going to see it, right? There has to be some way that you are promoting that content out to others. And that's where we enter most of the social mediums. So if we're creating a a post on LinkedIn or we've created a, a video, a short video showing something that we learned at a conference... How do we get that out there, right? Well, you can get that out there in a lot of different ways today. We can get that message out there via Twitter, right? Sharing it to our, our, our followers on Twitter. We can get it out there on LinkedIn by, by posting a status update or one of my favorite ways, by sharing it in groups, right? And when you're, when you're sharing good content sharing content that brings value and you're sharing that in in groups on LinkedIn or or even on Twitter or even on Facebook if that's a a fitting use of your Facebook page, 
it's getting that communication started, right? You're opening the door for someone to be curious about what it is that you have to share. And I think whether you're in business or not, the best way to do that is offering value. We've all seen those those posts where someone's just simply promoting something and maybe even you're like me and you get a lot of those messages on LinkedIn or someone sending you a LinkedIn message that's simply promoting themselves. And it's not very attractive, right? In fact, a lot of those people I, I block or disconnect from on LinkedIn because that's not the way that you're supposed to use that medium, right? It's about sharing ideas, sharing content, sharing value. And you can do that even as an individual, right? You can share those things in groups, share what you've learned, share your expertise, and share content from other people. And those all help you build that visibility, build credibility with your audience, and build some following, right, where people might be paying attention to what you're saying and building those relationships. Now, of course, that's just the first step, but we'll talk about some of the other steps here in a moment. So you can also share your expertise on something like Pinterest, which maybe we wouldn't think about, right? It's just pictures. But it works really well for some industries. In fact, uh, one of our Career Thought Leaders board members, uh, Stephen Van Brady, was talking about that today, that the the opportunity for someone in the culinary arts to share their resume, if you will, on Pinterest with pictures of things that they're cooking, dishes that they're preparing, makes perfect sense. And it may make sense for a marketing person, may make sense for a graphic design person, and, you know, it may even make sense for you as a CFO if you can figure out how that medium can share your expertise. Maybe it's dashboards you've created. Maybe it's something else visual that you can share on Pinterest if it makes sense for your brand. And then, of course, those things link back around to a Facebook or might be visuals that you're sharing on LinkedIn as well so that you can get the most mileage out of something that you've created. Instagram, not as much for um, professionals over 30, <laughs> but if, you're, if you are younger, Instagram may be a way for you to, to share your brand. What are you doing? Are you leading events? All of those pieces just need to make sense with whatever brand it is that you're building for yourself. Twitter, of course, is a great way to share because it's fairly low barrier to entry. We've talked about this before, but it's been a while. People sometimes sit down on Twitter because, oh, someone's sharing where they're eating lunch or, you know, what's going on in their personal life. But you can use Twitter in a very professional way. You will want to incorporate a little bit of personality there. It is a a social medium. But you can use it to share good, valuable content that you're reading, good, valuable content that you're creating, and, of course, just like any of these other mediums, you want to use it to build relationships. How are you going to actually connect with people there, have a conversation, reply to other people's information, comment, build on, 
or maybe just retweet so that you're adding value to their network. Facebook is a little bit trickier for most of us because we use it so much for our personal lives. However, we do want to think about how we can share content maybe more occasionally on Facebook than any other medium that is related to who we are professionally. So when does it make sense to share an article or something that relates to your professional life even there on Facebook so that the people who know and and trust you the best maybe right there in your Facebook network know who you are as a professional that might open up some opportunities for you. And Facebook are going all professional. If all you're going to do is post professional things, Facebook probably is not the place for it. You won't get any interaction. You won't get any relationship building if all you're doing is posting professional pieces on Facebook. Facebook obviously is a more personal interaction. People expect that. Usually when we talk about kind of posting value versus selling or promoting yourself, we talk about kind of this 80-20 rule that right, 80, 80% of the material that you share on LinkedIn, Twitter, maybe Facebook, you want to be add a value. Or maybe just fun, sharing your personality, depending on the medium, right? Then 20% of the time, and I would say maybe even less on Facebook, you're promoting, sharing something specific, sharing maybe a specific accomplishment you've had in your career, um, asking for specific connections, whatever it might be that's kind of that taking part, right? So 80% giving, sharing content, sharing value, and maybe 10 to 20% promoting, asking for help, whatever that might look like on the medium that you're using. And on any of those kind of social mediums, be it Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, or maybe even some kind of internal system that you have, because I know a lot of companies have internal systems, or it may even be an industry system. My favorite example is GitHub, right, where a technical software programmer kind of guy can go and um, program a, well, build a program and have it seen by other people on, on GitHub. There's other things for other industries that might be similar. What's going on in your industry, right? What does your industry group look like on LinkedIn? What does your industry association webpage have going on? Do they have a blog that you could guest blog on? Do they have a blog that you could comment on? How can you get more engaged and more visible in your industry? The whole idea here behind any of these things is one to either share content that you're creating, make it valuable by pushing it out there. Otherwise, you're writing on LinkedIn and 150 people are seeing it, right? Unless you're pushing it to a group, you're pushing it to your, your Twitter feed occasionally, whatever those things might be. Otherwise, it's just sitting there. 
So you want to take the opportunities to get people to visit those things. If you're creating video on YouTube, same thing. How are you going to get people to see it? You can add it to your LinkedIn profile. That'll be great. But in what other ways can you share that image to that video so that people will see it and you can get the mileage that you want to get out of what you've created? Then, of course, you've shared. You're starting to build some credibility, some visibility. Then we walk walk into the relationship space. And this is what we talked a lot about with, with Deborah Feldman is that you've kind of identified your industry, starting to build some visibility, and then we want to walk into, okay, who do we want to build some relationships with? Maybe it's people that have been commenting or liking your your posts on LinkedIn or your blog, or people have been retweeting your tweets, right? Seek out those individuals that are already engaging with you and and start to build a relationship. Start to either reciprocate and build a relationship that way or meet them at a conference. There's a lot of different ways that you can build these relationships, again, outside of your company in a way that, that can help you promote yourself. And, of course, relationships work, right? And I think a lot of times when we're in job search mode, that's part of what holds us back is we feel like we're just taking. And, you know, what, what's, gonna, what's it going to look like when we have to ask all the time? And nice part about building these relationships when you're employed is that the relationship doesn't have to look like that at all. And in fact, it'll be most effective when it doesn't look like that, when you can learn from the other person, share, when you can offer value to them, and when you have more time to interact and understand how you might help that person, maybe you'll even have the opportunity to connect that person to someone else or do something proactive that will offer value for them before you would need to ask them for help at all. The idea here is that you're looking for those opportunities. One, to build your visibility, and then two, to build those interactions into a relationship. And I just got back from an industry conference, and so kind of have that on you know the top of my mind, the power of connecting to these individuals in person and really understanding that it's a relationship. And some of these people I've been seeing at these conferences for seven or eight years. And so when when we're thinking about when we're thinking about how to move ourselves forward and how to promote our career, that's where we want to think about going. And so especially if you're working, start talking to your boss about what the opportunities might look like for you to go to a training or for you to present at a conference or even for you to go out and meet with a customer or a vendor because they might be your next employer. And if you can take the opportunity now to start building some of those relationships online, face-to-face, it's going to help your career. 
would your company support you starting a LinkedIn group? Maybe it's a LinkedIn group for engineers that work on this certain type of technology that you work on. It promotes the company and it connects you with all of your industry. Would your does your employer have a Twitter feed? Who are they following? Who are they connected to? How might you join in? How can you use some of the materials that you're creating every day or or thinking about every day to promote your company and yourself? And if you're recently unemployed, what's available to you that you might not be thinking of? What have you written off as proprietary that maybe could be leveraged in a different way to share your expertise in a white paper, in a slide share, in a video, in a blog? How can you get that information out? That's what the game is all about. It's a more proactive world than we might be used to. And if we want to build our careers in the direction that we want to go and we want to be in control of being able to move whenever we need to move or want to move, those are some of the things that we can do to set ourselves up for success. So if you have any questions or comments, love to hear them. You're always welcome to connect with me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at astrategicadvantage.com. And I hope you'll be inspired to go out there and blog or vlog or whatever is going to help move your career forward. And we'll see you right here again next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then. Thanks.